So welcome, welcome to Gig Tales. This is Gig Tales podcast. Oh, are we recording? We are. Cool. Surprise. I think I think the name of this podcast is Gig Tales. Oh, are we recording now? It, it kind of is, yeah. But it's Dot good com. because I do have to say, um, right before we started recording here, we were like, there, is there anything to update before we bring in our guest this week? And we're like, no, there's nothing. But I just thought of something. Ooh. I just want to give an extra special shout out to Tom for the editing at the end of the last episode. It was, I, mean, I did an actual chef's kiss, which is the only term of affection we have named after a profession. You know, yeah. you don't have like an accountant's warm embrace. <laughs> Thank you know, God. Like a truck driver's. Nope. 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 Honk. Honk? I, actually, I don't. I don't know any other forms of affection, so that's why I dropped off after. The that's two. right. It's the forms, <laughs> forms of affection that are awkward. Uh, yeah. Yes, you did do a chef's kiss, and you did one in emojis as well that you sent oh, to me. Yeah. It was great. Um, so good. It was good. So if you are not caught up, you should totes listen to this episode and then go back and listen to the one, um, the one with Kevin Hurchin as the guest, mm-hmm. and uh, no, listen it to was- the very end. No, oh, no, I'm, with- I'm lying. It was with Nate yeah. and Ashley. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. The one with it Nate was. and Ashley. That was, I think Tom needs to move on from this podcast. <laughs> he's proved that he's too good for us. No, no, no. Yet again. No yeah. way. Oh, um, we just got to put him on the payroll then. Oh, shit. I feed him and stuff. Like, that's enough, right? Yeah, that's the payroll. Enough. He says thumbs up, so we're good. He's so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is still Gig Tales. We're still here. We are um, playing less and less gigs as it gets colder and colder out. But we are uh, – we're, <laughs> we're – <laughs> we are – thanks, Tom. Tom's now doing funny things in the background of our Zoom, our Zoom meeting. It's just – you're just making more shit that you are going to have to edit out. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're doing that. this here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just – why would you do this? Um yeah, so we are remembering back to our gigs back when gigs were a thing, and we have uh, all we're we're reaching out to our amazing musician friends and saying, "Hey, you got you've got to have stories." So this week we have um, another very special guest who we've been we've been talking for so long about getting her on this podcast. So I'm so happy that we're finally Ooh. able to do it. Um, this week we have Miss April Cushman on the pod. Hey, April. Oh, what's up? what's up? April is freezing in her barn right now, her barn <laughs> studio. <laughs> it's probably like 44 at this point. <laughs> oh I have winter boots on, but my toes are already cold. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So this will, be, this will be a quick episode then. So yeah, we'll keep it short. <laughs> okay, nice to see you guys. Bye. Yeah, no, great. We'll, we'll pause. We won't let her get hypothermia if she's going Quick, to freeze. Tell us we'll everything pause. that's ever happened to you. Tell us right now. Go, go, go. Fast before your blood slows down. Come on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, tell us about you. What do you do musically? Um, what's kind of your, your regular gig? How do you get into music? Who are you? Why are you here? So <laughs> I'm an alien and I came here from <laughs> Jupiter and – um, no, so I'm a country songwriter uh, from Swansea, New Hampshire. Um, I have been writing in and of itself for probably like five years or so. Um, I started playing guitar when I was five. My dad taught me how to play. And so I've been like, I've been playing for a while, but as far as like actually going out publicly and singing like outside of church and stuff, it's it's been... I think we started our first band back in 2014. Wow. So it's been just over six years. Yeah. Nice. And is that your, for lack of a better term, is that your day job or do you have a traditional day job? <laughs> I've, wow. had- <laughs> I've never gotten a laugh from that before. This, this lockdown is serious. <laughs> I am not crying yet, so it's fine. Um <laughs> So I've had like family members be like, when are you going to get a real job? And I'm like, 
fuck everybody. <laughs> you guys all suck. Um, no, but I've, I've been a full-time musician for, it'll be two years of March. So, yeah. Um, actually so i was listening to one of the episodes um you guys had tom and amanda mccarthy on here and so i love amanda she's like so close and meaningful in my heart and uh i remember having a conversation with her and i was like you know i would i hate my day job i like worked in corporate offices and and a fucking cubicle for the last you know 10 years of my life and um I just got to a point that I was like, this is draining everything good about my soul and like being a human being. And she's like, just do it. And I'm like, I can't, I can't like financially, I can't make this happen. I'm not ready. Like I only have 90 minutes of music. Like I I can't, I can't. She's like, you know, you're never going to make it happen if you just don't jump. And I was like, okay. So I like sued on that for a little while. And then it came down to the line that I was like sitting during like conference calls I hope my ex boss is not listening to this <laughs> and so I would like sit during conference calls like on mute not paying attention whatsoever like thinking of of lyrics in my head and I was like writing them down on sticky notes and like plastering them behind my cubicle like walls so that I wouldn't get caught <laughs> oh my god and I was and I was like I think it's time so I ended up getting let go from my my last position um just shy of a year and I was like my dad's always said, like, you can make a choice for, your, for yourself to better yourself or you can be dying in your deathbed with a regret that you never tried. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. I can always get another job. Even if it's at, like, Starbucks. Like, <laughs> I can always get another job. But unless I try to do music full time, I'm never going to know if, if I can make it happen. And so I've been doing it now almost two years. And... Wow. I can tell you right now, my paychecks coming from a corporate office were half the amount that I wake on, make on a weekly basis when they were what bi-weekly now. So I'm like, I can do it. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just, it's amazing. It's, a, you, I'm, I'm really thankful. If you've ever listened, you know, I have an obsession with people who do this as their full-time <laughs> job. Like I, tr- we, I think I said this last time, so I apologize if this is a repeat, but we were watching like SNL and the Foo Fighters were on and Sean, my partner just looks at me out of nowhere and he goes, is it amazing to you that people can make money doing this? And I'm like, yes, I'm fucking obsessed with it. (laughs) (laughs) And anyone who comes on this podcast, I'm like, is that your full-time job? Because I think it's amazing and I think people should hear it and know that you can do it. You do not need to sit at a desk or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's. I think the only, the hardest part for me is I live in the middle of nowhere and so I think my closest gig is like an hour and 10 away so the traveling becomes really tiresome sometimes but at the end of the day it's like even counting all the hours a week that I'm on the road versus like the time that I get to to work when it's like doing what I love I'm I'm working like 20 hours a week like three to four days a week versus five or more and having to deal with you know my daughter first thing in the morning they're not coming home till dinner and it's like this whole crazy schedule thing like I am able to do twice the amount financially now that I'm doing music um just as like an independent person as than I did doing corporate stuff so only thing I don't have is insurance but my husband's got that covered with his job (laughs) (laughs) like add me to your dental plan (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. oh man side note my job my new job has a boss dental plan that I might even just sign up for because I know I'm going to need a new crown soon. It is the most insane, most bomb dental plan. And it's like pretty cheap. So I might just sign up for it for a year when I need some things done, even though we already have, (laughs) we have really good dental insurance, but it covers like the big stuff. I'm like, Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah. These things are important. Teeth are important, they are. you know. They are the most. They are the number one most important. We're teeth people. If you have, if you have uh, black beans in your face, no one's gonna want to talk to you. So no. true, well, true. My, I'd rather have chiclets than black beans. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to talk to me anyway. And my teeth oh. are pretty nice. So. You can't talk to anyone nowadays. I know. Um, I so I remember when you like went went all in and and went full time into music, and I cannot believe that it's coming up on two years i feel like it's crazy <laughs> that's so it's so crazy. i was literally working at least 40 hours a week so here's my when i was working full-time my schedule was like get up at 7 a.m get maddie breakfast get her dressed for school and then by the time i got out of bed i was up already out of the door and she was ready to be brought to school and then he would get her from school 
and I would get out of work, come home, we'd have dinner, if that, or I would just get out of work and then be on the road for a show. So like I would leave the house at like eight in the morning and then not get home till like two in the morning. And that oh, was my like, fine. it was, it was awful. And so <laughs> like, I can't, no. I can't yeah. make this happen any longer. And then the weekends I was gone with shows all the time and, yeah. you know, out super late. Like, I mean, actually, like, like, you know, it just, like Loretta's gigs. I mean, you play till 1am and then you have a three hour drive home and I'm like home at 5am and it's Sunday and I have one day off and I'm in bed all day. So So at that time, like right about the time where you transitioned into doing full-time music, where were the majority of your performances? Were they mainly out of Boston? Were they out of cities in New Hampshire? It was mostly out of Boston because I had, I think I had like one agent at the time. So um, he was booking literally everything was in Boston. So it was, mm. it was insane. And then it was like, Oh, you have two gigs this day. I can't make both of them. So then I had to take a vacation day from, from work to make sure that I could cover gigs. And it was turning into a mess. So this was, right. this is like the best thing that I could have, I could have ever done. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad thankful. it worked out. And then COVID hit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So you haven't been performing much. Um, so I didn't have any shows from the first week of March through May. Um, but since then, like June, July, August, September, um, I, I still had like between 20 and 25 shows a month. So, but it was everything was outside on patios. And so it was, it was really easy to just like pull a couple acoustic gigs during the day and like, Oh, happy hour, then dinner hour somewhere else outside. And it was just easy. But, um, now obviously it's getting colder out. So it's a lot of those are becoming more scarce, but thankfully New Hampshire can have like a solo acoustic artist inside. Okay. Um, which is, which is great, but now it's like, there's this wave coming back and everyone's talking about how things are going to close down. And I'm like, I'm not ready. <laughs> so I'm just trying to cram in as much as I can right now before, before I end up getting out of work for, you know, who knows how long. Yeah. That's pretty much what our last guest said was he's trying yeah. to just like do as much as he can before mm-hmm. things yeah, close down again. Yeah. But Hey, yep. I think since the last time we recorded, we have a vaccine or, a, well, <laughs> it's come. We've learned that it's coming. So things are happening. I think. Yeah. Hopefully. Which, see. which I, yeah, it doesn't solve the problem in the short run, but it, it's nice to know. I was thinking about like, Oh, I really want to go. Like I haven't been to a concert in a year. I know. And I really want to go. Yeah. I want to go into Boston and go to some shows again. Yeah. I know. I feel that. <laughs> so you're, um, I know you're also working on some recording down in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I know this because I think you have spent more time at my condo in Nashville <laughs> than I have this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds about right. Great. You're welcome anytime. I miss it so much. I'm like, tell my couch I said hi. Like, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> but you're I took a nap on, on her and ate Hattie B's just the other week. So <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> So basically what I do is I get off the airplane and I'm waiting for my Uber and I do Uber eats and I get Hattie B's. By the time I get there, the food's on the, the step. I walk in, I just drop all my shit. I rip my pants off. I'm sorry. My bare ass has been on your kitchen chairs more than I'm sure you'd like. I close the curtains and I'm like, I fucking love this place. <laughs> we have a cleaning person. It's fine. She, she'll and clean I all the bare she, ass. I, <laughs> I hope she Cloroxes your kitchen seats. So. I'll be like, can you give the, the, the kitchen, the stools a little extra, a little extra wipe down? Oh, oh, there they go. Oh, the pups. Oh, my goodness. So tell us about this. Oh, Terry's dogs like to try to be guests on the podcast. So the cute. Um, tell us about the stuff that you're recording, this project. So... um Again, because COVID kind of took over just everything in general. Um, I had started, um, getting a album done. Um, it was supposed to be released back in May. Um, and obviously, you know, you couldn't travel, like everything got really shut down. Um, so that kind of, it got almost like a year delayed now. <laughs> What's going to end up happening? Um, but we ended up, I, I went down in June. Um, I got my first single done in some extra work and then, uh, just barely went down again and, we got my next single that just came out a few weeks ago, um, got that done. And then we're just kind of hunkering down to get the rest of the album done. I'm going to release one more single in January just to kind of 
like keep stuff flowing during all these these crazy times instead of yeah, completely, right. you know, going back into a bush. But um, so I'll do one more one more single in January, and then the full length album will be out uh, the first week of April. Who are you thing, recording so. with? Is it just you? Is it solo? Do you are you working with other musicians or a band at all? Yeah. So I actually gave a lot of thought on this because I do have a really great band. Um, they're absolutely incredible. And some of the, mu- the best musicians I've ever gotten to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like gave it some thought and I was like, you know, financially and kind of any, any producers that I've ever really worked with um, don't necessarily have the kind of mindset that they want what's best for the artist and the songwriter. It's kind of like, Oh, I think this is going to sound best. And I think this is what I like and whatever. And, and less of like April, your endings is ridiculous and it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, but this is my art. So I have been working with a producer that is like the most magnetically opposite of that. Um, His name's Colt Caproon. He lives right down in Nashville. And um, he, that man is like, he knows his shit, <laughs> you know, and he's, he's done tours. He's done all kinds of recording with, with huge names. And, and it's just, it's nice to go down and be like, okay, not only does he care about my vision and, and what I'm trying to put out into this, the, the world of music, but he also can sit back and say, you know, I've done these things and in order to have me help you to kind of get to another level in New England where you're at, this is what's going to benefit you. And then we'll keep working towards different things. So it's it's nice to have somebody that um, doesn't necessarily say this is how it's going to be because I it's my studio and I said so. It's like, yeah. okay, we're going to take your vision and see how we can make it even better until I'm satisfied. If I'm not, then we don't do it, you know? Right. Um, That's, it's so, so important. The relationship with a uh, producer is so important and it's so yep. it's there are so many talented producers and i think it's all about finding the right fit for the type of guidance that you want and that you prefer what you're looking to do that go, like just meshes with your personality it's such a personal yeah. process recording this stuff that you like literally created in your brain from nothing and putting right. it somewhere <laughs> where people are going to be able to it's like memorializing it, like where people will be able yeah. to replay it whenever they want. It's like, right. It's and that's, crazy. that was kind of the biggest thing with Colt that I was like, you know, I don't want to say, Oh, I did this at a, at a small New Hampshire studio and recorded it. And then look back in five years and be like, Oh, I wish I could have done it somewhere else. Or I wish yeah. that I could have used somebody who's a little bit higher in the game, you know? And so I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to do what in like in my heart and soul feels like what is best for my music and my career. And that's kind of how it is. And the, the band has been super supportive about it. They, they love the music. And what's even better is like, not to sound like a complete asshole, but like, they're so good <laughs> that they can take you know what these I've got a piece of, I've got the drummer from Kelly Clarkson if you ever watched the Kelly Clarkson band Lester's nice. on there um, I've got so many other incredible musicians that it's like to be able to bring something to the level that these studio musicians are at and bring it back to my guys and they can play it to a T yeah. is like I'm like okay that's the reason why <laughs> why you're part of my right. team and yeah. you know it's quick I can shout out to studio musicians for real yeah <laughs> They are so underrated and they don't get enough credit for what yep. they do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Totally. And absolutely. I don't think it's, I think it's great that your band is cool with it. I think I've done the same. I mean, um, my, my last project, I used some studio musicians and some of my band members and it was really like mm-hmm. who was, comfortable in the studio and who had studio experience right. because it's a different experience. You could be the best mm-hmm. live musician performer, but when you get in there and you're in headphones and there's a click track and like there's, there are microphones and you have to be certain distances from things and like, it's a yeah. whole other thing. And I think for me too, like the producer I worked with, he mm-hmm. has this whole network of people that he's used to recording. So if he has like this drummer who he already knows his style, he already knows the kit that he plays on, where to put the mics, how to make it sound the best. Like they speak the same language. Why wouldn't I use that where it's going to be a much smoother, you know, process in the studio. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And I've had, I've had other, sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, no, I was just going to say as opposed to Tom, who is very difficult. <laughs> He's a pain yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, that's the reality. My husband is my drummer, and he said, like, he didn't want to record in the studio because he said he doesn't he doesn't have experience, that much experience in the studio. He's like, I don't – it makes more sense. It's going to take me longer. Like, I, I – he's – he, he – says his own words he's better at copying what other people have done so he's same way he can listen to a song on the radio he can listen to what you know the studio drummer mike levec who played on my stuff did and he can replicate it but he's not super experienced or comfortable with the creative side so i think it's important to work with people who are humble enough to know that i even did that i didn't play some of the instruments i was like I, like, yeah, I can play it well enough to play out or I play instruments well enough to write. But I was like, I I don't need to be the one who plays all the piano parts on my songs or the acoustic guitar on my songs. So, Right. Yeah, no, I've I've had other, you know, band members in the past when I first started kind of mapping out this whole record that I was like, you know, I'm going to probably use a studio band and, and my old guitar. He was like fucking pissed. And he's like that's stupid. Why would you waste money to hire someone else to do this and do that? Like I'm right here. I can just track this and then send it to him. And I'm like, no, no, it like consistency I think is, is important, but I think also I don't like assholes. (laughs) It's like, these are, these are my, these are my babies. And you know, Uh at some point you kind of have to protect, I mean, these, these are flat out, some of these are like my straight up stories of like shit that I've gone through. And (laughs) like these, these are, these are my little nuggets. And like, I can't just hand those off to somebody that isn't going to play them and feel them the way that I do. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's kind of like as a singer, you know, you can sing the same lyrics, but if you don't put that heart and soul and take the time to like sit back and go shit, like this feels like this here, this feels like this here, not just the note, like, yeah. The people that are listening to this down the road, you want them to feel that because of your guitar solo, you know? And and I think that was the biggest, like, red flag for me at that point that I was like, this guy's got to fucking go. Like, yeah. these these are my babies. And he was, like, like shit-talking me to other musicians because he was pissed that I wasn't hiring him to, to record my song. And I'm like, bye! Yeah, <laughs> bye. Good for this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope you wrote a song man. about that. I hope you Not wrote a yet. song about that and then made him farm on it. I know. Not yet, but I, that's a good idea. I should. Please do. It's going to be called Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's, hey, um, dick. it's a hidden message. It's yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Case the title didn't give it away, this yeah. is about some guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is about some dickhole who is being a dick. I mean, yeah. <laughs> crazy so some guy um, named richard (laughs) so where in the where the hell did you learn how to sing girl because you could sing like you got a voice and like what i I don't know (laughs) so i I love like particularly your voice has there's like a you have this like really sweet quality to your tone but then you also are able to do this like grit thing when exactly when it's appropriate i fucking love jewel (laughs) like like Nicki minaj exactly (laughs) yes more like lil wayne um yeah i think you've got the one (laughs) but for real like that that's it's like difficult. I don't know if that is something, you know, that you've worked really hard on or if it's something more natural. I, I just, I really love that those qualities in your voice. And I feel like you use them really appropriately and really well. And it makes it really like interesting to listen to. So. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. No, I mean, I, the only thing that I really kind of ever did was I used to be in my, um, and back in the day when I was in a church choir, we were called, it was a kid's choir and it was called the key of G and it was like the most oh, no. important thing to everything my soul. Was like, everything <laughs> in the key of G though? Okay. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> but like, I've always played instruments so that like being able to hear notes properly and like tone and pitch and like just everything has always been kind of in here. And so I, I remember I was, I was going to the movies or something with a couple of my girlfriends back in like high school. And funny, you should say a jewel song came on the radio as we're pulling into the, the movie theater and they were like chatting the whole time. And so I didn't get a fucking paying attention to me in the backseat. So I just started singing this song 
And then like when we got there, they like shut off the reading. They were like, April, that was really good. And I was like, what? And they were like, you were singing and it sounded awesome. I was like, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. And so that was kind of where I was like, my shyness started to kind of go You're away. Like, oh, um, yeah. fucking good at this. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so I, I just kind of stood on it for a little while. And then I met my husband and, and it kind of was like, he heard me sing and play. And then he was like, you should like play out and do this. He's like, you, you've got something here that you could work with. And so he kind of pushed me and that's, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of where I went, but I don't know. I think it's all just kind of been like trial and error. I think, um, like I just recently went through my Instagram and I'm like, I have like thousands of posts from like 2014 on here. And I'm like, I need to delete some of this shit. <laughs> and so God, I was like, I was looking through and there were like mandolin covers and ukulele covers and all these like quick, like 10 second clips that I was posting yeah. and singing on. And I was like, wow, like I've really come <laughs> far away <laughs> in the last few years. Fine. And so it's just, it's all, it's all learning and, and growing process and being able to go out and see people and listen to them and, and kind of just listen and then recreate whatever you're learning from these people. So it's just, I, yes. I, I, I thank you. I keep those you. <laughs> videos though. Keep them because I think yeah. that that's a really great, like, would you rather that or would you rather be like, Oh, I sound exactly the same and I haven't grown in the last six years. Like, and people right. who look up to you and who discover you, if they're looking at that stuff, then that's also really encouraging yeah. to other people. Like, okay, I can see, I can hear her, her growth. Like that's, yeah. that's really cool to have documented so, so when did you it's start really cool. playing out in 2014 is that what is that when you started getting out there no um back in 16 as in when we first started playing oh, we played like wow. one or two gigs a month and it was like <laughs> you're like playing at these little bars in keen that were like pizza joints and we'd go in and like play for an hour and we were just like this is the best thing ever like we were just so happy and and I, I used to hit up a lot of open mics before we kind of started and mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of my confidence too came kind of came from that I was like I need to stop hiding under this like rock that I think that I'm not that I'm like incapable of doing these things and so um I would like hit up some open mics and people would be like wow like do you have shows what's your schedule I'm like no <laughs> I don't have schedules and so it just kind of it kind of grew as I realized that this was my passion and kind of what it's like free therapy. <laughs> I get paid for my own <laughs> yeah. therapy. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. and so it just, it just slowly kind of grew into, to what I do every day now, which is I'm so thankful for, for sure. Yeah. You can write all those songs about Richard Hole. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Rich. It's Dr. Hole. Paging Dr. Hole. Paging Dr. Hole. He didn't spend four years at <laughs> Hole Medical School studying holes. Oh my God. Studying holes. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's just a doctor of uh, holes. Holology. <laughs> yeah. How many holes there are, are on the human body? Well, Dr. <laughs> Richard J. Holes. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, so you started playing out and it sounds like people liked you. They were like, hey, when can we come see you again? Which is great. Oh, yep, yep. But did you ever have any, uh, do you ever have anything that made you question your life choices while you were playing out? Were people like, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here yeah. for. Oh, all right. Let's get to the, all the shit. Yep. Oh, I have. <laughs> I have had all the things kind of happen. I mean, it's, they've kind of just been like little things that collectively add up until you're at a point that you're like, fuck you, (laughs) get out of my face, get out of the, like, I don't even want you here. Like you gotta go. Um, But I mean, I've had, I've had people come up to me like, and I'm like blatantly open and I'm like, my name's April Cushman. I'm a country music songwriter. Like I'm a country artist. Like I love country music. I can't say country any more times in one set. (laughs) And then I'm playing in a fucking casino in Nashua and some girl comes up to me. She's like, can you play WAP? What? How is that and I, possible? And I'm like, uh, uh, no. no. How would <laughs> and that then I'm even... like, well, maybe I can find like a country version. <laughs> no. That's no. Not a... And so, I mean, it's just, it's just little things that constantly happen or like people would be in like a country music venue 
and our band's playing and then after they'll come up and be like, you sound really great. I just really don't like country music. And I'm like, why the fuck are you here? Like, yes. <laughs> I can say anything. Yeah. Like, and what? so uh, it's, it's ridiculous. So I think probably I was just actually thinking about this the other day and I'm really big on like personal empowerment and like knowing that everybody's different and everyone's special in their own way. And we should be embracing who we are. And um, I think one of the other things that I was thinking about the other day was I actually, when we first started, I had a manager um, who I thought was like a really sweet person. And now that I look back at it and some of the shit that she would say was like super toxic. And I didn't realize it because I was so new to the scene that I was like, this girl's been on radio and this girl's like been part of a label in Nashville in Nashville, like working with these, these huge names that we all hear on the radio now. And it's like, this girl knows her shit. Right. And so I think in, in the coming of, of country music, especially these days, I mean, you have some of these people that aren't walking around that look like, like Carrie Underwood in Paris Hilton. Like these are real fucking people that have a story yeah. to tell. And yeah, Remember one of the one of the things that kind of stuck with me was we had like competed in this really small New Hampshire country music organization um, thing, and we had one uh, new act of the year, which was great. It was super exciting. It was like a new thing to kind of put on our resume as a new band to kind of get people's attention and everything. And I remember I, we took pictures together, and I was in this white shirt. Now, never mind you. Like this was like eighty pounds ago. Okay. <laughs> I can only imagine what she'd fucking say about me now. Um, But I remember being like, okay, so-and-so like take these pictures or whatever. And she's like, okay, okay. And I like went to go post them. And she was like, you know, who her boyfriend was my old drummer, like from God, so long ago. And um, she was like, you know, so-and-so and I were actually talking about like, these are really pretty pictures, but we both feel that if you, lost some weight that you have the potential to be really pretty and it'll probably help you make it and i was like fucking god oh my fucking (laughs) and so i never told my dad was in the band with me way back then too and i never told my dad otherwise he would have like been livid and i just kind of let it go and i was like you know maybe she's right maybe she's right like i'm not gonna wear white ever again because white is not something that looks good on me and i look fat when i'm in white and like all these things and so it was like I've had, I've had so many negative experiences (laughs) shit people like say and do like even one of my gigs last week, like I had Mm -hmm. this guy had walked, like if you guys saw this man, you'd be like, (laughs) I saw your post about this. I think I know. Yes. yes. Richard J. Hole. (laughs) Yes. I think his fucking name is Richard. (laughs) Oh my God. I really think it is. (laughs) I'll look it up and I'll show you guys the picture after. My God. Um, But so, he like I was just starting. It was like two songs in, and um, I had someone that stayed there to run sound for me, which was amazing. And um, I'm like sitting there, and I'm like the second song in, literally in the middle of a song, and he walks up and he starts going like this, oh, like doing like disgusting. Now, He's never mind you, like for the listeners, I need to let the listeners know she's doing the thing where you do the peace sign and then put your tongue, yeah, like, like eat my pussy, like yeah. disgusting, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> yes. so I'm uh. sorry, I asked, I. <laughs> So the Ashley and I was like, well, how, how much of a filter do I need on this? <laughs> oh, on this? Yeah. Look at the fucking, I listen yeah. to like call her daddy and all these podcasts that what, are so inappropriate. And what we need here to we have, are. <laughs> what we need to have is a reverse filter. It's just a megaphone that you're, if you're like, I went to the store today and it flips it and it's like, I fucking picked up some fucking <laughs> shit at the fucking grocery store. Like filters. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Patent pending. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, anyway. I I'm a very <laughs> yeah, I'm a very perverted guy. person. Like I'm okay with like joking around. Like you know, it is what it is. But I think what bothered me the most, and I was so pissed at the moment, I was like, this guy didn't know I was even in existence until he just walked in. For starters. <laughs> Hi, I'm married. Like, I'm like constantly, like, when I'm alone at shows, I'm like trying to make it apparent, like, because I'm a psychopath and I'm like, I don't want men to talk to me. I don't want anyone to bother me. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm married. Hey. And so this guy comes up, like, not even knowing who I am, like, anything. And he just starts doing this right in front of the stage, in front of people, like, like, not even 20 feet from me. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I was pissed and I let it go. And then when I went on break, 
I uh, had walked off the stage and this was literally a week ago. And he comes over to me and he's like, Hey, I'm so-and-so. And, uh, I owe, I owe the venue down the street. We have bands in there all the time. Blah, blah, Like, I'd love to hire you. And I'm like, did you forget what you just did 35 <laughs> fucking minutes ago? Like, no. do you really think that I'm someone that I want to even work with you? Like, wow. and so yeah. I think people just don't think about, you know, their actions and kind of what they do and where that's going to trail them in the future. And it's like, as not only a musician that's still out here in the middle of all this craziness, like trying to do my job to feed my family, but like as a woman that you yes. don't know what, <laughs> and what your, what that man was doing in that position too, was making a sexually suggestive motion at you. Right. And then he was basically asking to be your boss or to be your employer on a part time right. basis. Right. And that is putting a woman in a bad position of like, and this is what happens a lot of times with like sexism and with what women in the workplace doing stuff like that. If yeah. you fight back and say, Hey, cut that out. You know, you're making me uncomfortable. You can be labeled as difficult, but if you don't say something, then you like, it can escalate. You don't know what this right. guy's deal is. If he's actually coming on to you or if he's just, you know, being whatever, but like he's putting you in a shitty position either way. Yeah. It's I mean, like, Oh, I just treated yeah. you like shit, but now I know you need a job, me. so yes. you need money, so you should just cut. And it, then it's like my mind's like, what yeah. happens if I'm in this guy's venue? Yes, and I'm by myself walking in my car. It just has to be like boom, you know. That's and I'm it. just what the that's fuck? Why? <laughs> and also, it's, that's just disgusting. Are you yeah. 16? Like, what is that? Yeah. Who does that to someone? No, he's, he's no he's fucking like a, need for that. I know he's like a 55 year old grown fucking man. No, like, like ew. He's Stop. a doctor. Yeah. He's a fucking yeah. lawyer for sexual. <laughs> he's, a, he's a holologist. He's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. isn't. oh God. He probably yeah. tells women that he's probably like, I'm a holologist. I'm a doctor of holes, baby. <laughs> he oh. has like the FBI, like the FBI female body inspector t-shirt. Like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> You know he has one of those. You know he does. Oh, my God. Okay, no, his... disgusting. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, I just need to show this to you guys while I'm thinking about it. Okay, Okay, are you ready for this? We're going to do the live react right now. We're We're seeing this man. Oh, Oh, Ew, no, 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 there's no, a wife beater involved. No, 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 that even if we found this person attractive, that would still be disgusting and inappropriate. Yeah, it's not. We're not judging the action based on the appearance of the man. No, this is simply no, another layer of. Yeah, right. no. he could yeah. have been the most well put together person. Yeah, you yeah. don't get to act poorly no. because you if you're, are you're Christian stereotypically Gray, you good that, looking. No, right. you're still yeah. Gross. That's still inappropriate. That guy's right. fucking. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> if it was like my best friend or like someone that I knew really well, like whatever. But again, like this guy, yeah. like doesn't right. he didn't even know who I am or like Correct. be like, hi, I'm so and so, and like chat with me and joke around and then know that like I would be okay with that. It didn't even get yeah. to that point. It just was like, here's yeah. what I want to say to you, and I'm gonna make you watch me do it. Like Ugh. so that's just some of the fun things that <laughs> I could I listen. feel like female musicians get to deal with. Ugh, so I could turn this in, into a four-hour-long feminist podcast if we got into it too much. But there are a million reasons why it's okay to do that to your friends right. who you know, and not to just some woman or per, right. you know, ma- even man. It's not acceptable to do it to strangers. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But we don't have All the craziness. My feminism. <laughs> No, it's funny. I mean, it happened like my hu- and I think I've talked about this. My husband is like the worst because he's he's the drummer. So he's there at the gigs and he'll see this shit happening to me and he won't. Yeah. He'll just stand he'll just like laugh. And then I'll go out and be like, why didn't you save me? And he's like, what? what do you mean? I'm like, hello. It's like, you're an adult. You're a feminist. Like, oh, God. He just likes I can see him like laughing in the corner like, no. oh my goodness yeah yeah tom is not gonna be the he's not gonna save the damsel in distress no (laughs) figure it out yourself (laughs) i'm so feminist all right oh my god 
So yeah, other any other crazy audience members or oh, have you had any catastrophes? Like we talk a lot about, and I know you do a lot of outdoor stuff too. And I feel like oh, yeah. every big outdoor event I've done has some sort of bullshit that happens. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Have you have any catastrophe gigs or other audience members? I mean, not really. I think one of the stories that I always kind of tell people is we usually play at New Hampshire Motor Speedway for NASCAR every year. And, um, I mean, it's just a bunch of rednecks getting shmammered on a Saturday night. And so it's just, it's fun. And I've, <laughs> I've had like people come to the side of the stage with like a jar of money that they've collected that they are trying to like give me money in a jar on the side of the stage. And they're like noticeably drunk. So I'm like, should I take this from this guy? Is this his life savings? Like, does he know what he's doing? Like, and it's just hilarious. I mean, we've had like straight up full cans of unopened beer thrown on stage to people trying to just give us beer to drink on stage. And yeah, we're like, not You're fucking knock you. someone out. Like, yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. But I mean, nothing, nothing that's kind of been like really bad. I mean, it's just kind of all the drunken disasters yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the music world. Yes. How about this year? Have you, so like you've been playing a lot outside on patios. Has that been going well? Have like the bar owners been prepared for it? I think to an extent, you know, all of them have kind of gotten accustomed to their only options really, you know, to have entertainment. And so it's nice to have a lot of venues, you know, especially on the seacoast that, you know, they're like, our business is just as important as these musicians business. And so they've like really tried to kind of keep things normal for artists, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, the only downfalls is like, it just gets so cold. <laughs> yeah. We're all like stuffing heat warmers in our pants and our bras and it's just a mess, but <laughs> just like um, in a snowsuit. <laughs> <laughs> they're like let's get you one of those like heat towers and they like brought one over from my guitarist the other day and he's like under this tower of like fire and it was amazing but um no it's just it's been it's been really nice to have a oh, little nugget we, we're like distracted we're like I know. fuzzy I'm sorry. I just, this is Galileo he was about oh. to step on the keyboard that's controlling this recording so I think he's like this episode sucks Delete it. No. It's like know. boring. Who let three women talk? I know, oh, right? Sex. I know. I had to grab him. Sorry. Anyhow. Yeah. No, it's um, just it's it's been really nice to kind of be outside and just keep music alive right now, which is amazing. Yeah. Good. Really yeah. It's gone well. Yep. Have, Have you been yeah, doing Sorry. Uh, uh, no, you go. I was going to say, have people been respectful of like social distancing? You know, I know the the drunken close requests people were an issue before COVID. So I can't imagine. Oh, they know. still are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they definitely still are. But I feel like for the most part, a lot of people are definitely respectful. But there's always, there's always that one that comes up and they're like, hey. Hey, hey, can can you can you play Simple Man? And you're like, can you get the fuck out of my face? <laughs> and they're always spitting too. Like, why do they always have so much saliva? And he's, he's saying that to you while you're in the middle of playing Simple Man. Oh, people do that all the time. Are they like? I got it. I've been I've been getting like napkins with like things written on them. That's like the waitress comes over and oh, goes. Yeah this person way over there uh, wanted me to give this to you or like the best one yet was the summer I had somebody take they like had I watched them they had like one piece of gum left in this like um cardboard I think it was like juicy fruit or something and she whips it out shoves the gum in her mouth rips the top off and starts writing on it and then brings it up and it was like a Chris Stapleton song <laughs> she's like can you play this I'm like why couldn't you just like <laughs> ask me <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like a fucking juicy fruit container. Submit a formal written request. (laughs) You have to fill out form six B if you want it. I haven't gotten toilet paper yet, so I can't really complain. But (laughs) well, that's That's bribery now. I I mean, that's like. Do you you get like? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You mentioned you get like crazy requests, right? Like, I feel like people that 
will be like listening for like an hour, two hours, like two sets. And then they come up and request a song that is just like so out of left field. It's like, and then mm. do you notice that like the person who requests, oh my goodness, this kitten right now, the person Aww. who requests the song, when you finally play it, if it is like an actual good request, they never not even paying attention. What? What is that? They like that. It's that moment they have to pee or like go outside for a cigarette or like talk loudly to their friend or like go on Snapchat. Like what? What? It's it's literally like a weird phenomenon. What is that? So it's it's funny you say that. So I always, whenever I have live shows, I I do take requests. Um, I feel like that's why I always do really well with tips because people are like play Michael Jackson and I'm like yes and then they hand me 20 bucks and I'm like I'm gonna play fucking Billie Jean for an hour if you're gonna keep paying me for it and so I always joke around and I'm like you know I am taking requests except for Freebird Freebird's not allowed you know however you do have your option to hear Freebird if it's like the bane of your existence and you need to hear Freebird there's a $100 cash tip fee for Freebird and so everyone like always laughs and blah 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 and I'm like Okay, but one person actually did it this summer. Um, yep. and oh, the waitress came up and, and showed me the twenties and goes, this is from the guy back there. This is for Freebird. Now you have to play it. And she put it in my tip bucket and I was like, holy shit, I can play, I can pay my cell phone bill this month. <laughs> oh man. And so I was like, all right. I'm like, I joke around just like, you know, as, as a joke. And this guy actually paid me to play Freebird. And so. I had just started it. I think I got the first line out of my mouth and he was already in his car driving and leaving. <laughs> and my dad's sitting there and he's like, yeah, I don't think he wanted to hear Freebird as bad as, as, he, bad as he wanted. He literally got in his car and left the second I started to play the song that he paid $100 to hear. Who was the guest we had who was like, we were like, do people request Freebird? And she goes, yeah. And when they requested, I'm like, are you sure you want to hear Freebird? That's me. <laughs> I'll do I used to do that because yeah, we All literally fucking minutes. We of used it. to play it, and my <laughs> I had a guitarist at the time who was like a note for note guy. Like he knew like the whole thing, like note for note. And we were like, fine, we'll fucking play it, and we'll play every minute of it. And we would, yes. and people would yell it out. And we'd be like, if anyone here hates this, blame that guy. He's the guy that yells it out. And we'd like point out the person and then play like thirteen minutes. Whatever the hell. It's awesome. I think it was Tim, right? Our guest Tim who was saying, like, he does that too. He Mm. does, like, when people make requests, he just does whatever because then he gets those tips and he does really well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Making tips. Which. I know. Yeah. Give give the people what they want. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Pretty Pretty burn. He's like, if I, if I get that reputation as like, yeah, this guy will play whatever. If you pay him for it, then I make the money and it works out. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Just yeah. musical prostitutes. It's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's musical sex worker. And yes, you are. <laughs> dirty, That's dirty right. musical sex worker. Get it right. You have to be politically so correct. <laughs> Do you... Do you play in Nashville at all when you're down there? Not typically. Um, I think the last time I actually like went down there like and played was like 2017. It's been like a long okay. time. Um, and we brought our whole band down and we played at Tootsie's and where else did we play? I can't even, there's like a legends corner I played at, um, I can't even I can't even think about it, but it's been a long time since I've actually like been down there just to sure. rendezvous and, and play. I would love to get back down to be able to just kind of screw off and, you know, enjoy Nashville for what it has to offer. But mm-hmm. um unfortunately you should just go down and eat bear ass on Ashley's <laughs> kitchen chairs. <laughs> I'm so glad I can provide you to, to eat naked hot chicken. Hattie B's, shout out. Hattie B's I'm, is so good. I'm too busy defiling Ashley's furniture to go out and make a living. I came oh, all the no. way down here just to sit my ass on your chair. That's 
so horrifying to me. Being <laughs> naked in general, I can't even imagine. <laughs> not, so great. Not in my repertoire. <laughs> I've never done full band stuff down there. I've sat in with like friends, full band stuff. Um, yeah. Just like jumped up and sang a couple songs or whatever, but I've done like the writer's nights and stuff. That's kind of the, my scene down there. But yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's cool. Do you, so you do, I mean, you're doing mainly solo stuff, right? Yeah, right now, yeah. What do you prefer, the band, the full band shows or the solo stuff? So a lot of people actually, they ask me that. Um, I think they're very, they're so different. I mean, it's like with, with full band, I mean, we can, we play such different stuff. So we pile in like, Metallica and Van Halen and Rage Against the Machine and fucking like I don't even know like so many random things that we kind of blend into like everything versus and it's like such a high energy thing I think we play one slow song in like a three and a half hour set we we're just like rage for like the entire thing um versus acoustic I mean it kind of it kind of depends on the venue too but typically it's like I can get my jewel in there I can get like (laughs) I can play Ray LaMontagne and like play all the things that fulfill my heart in a different way that the band doesn't, but then, you know, being full band fulfills something that acoustic stuff doesn't either. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think I grew up on like acoustic folk country music, okay. like Tom Petty and uh, you know, all that stuff. And so that's really where my heart as a human being lies. But at the same point, like I'm a very high energy musical person. So it's yeah. like, want to fucking cover this and do all these things like I'm I'm in and so just it's so much fun to not be alone you know on stage versus having people to scrap with and and chat and have fun with so yeah Mm. yeah I like them both (laughs) I love that I've talked about on here a lot how I I really hate playing solo and I really just like don't do it anymore i just won't even like i can't uh, yeah i offer the gigs all the time and i'm like no but i know all these awesome solo people so can i like send you their names and their info and, yeah like, pass them off i mean again it's like it's like it. yeah it's like playing a show by yourself versus like having tom next to you to play like yeah. even just like having a cajon next to you makes it makes such a world of a difference as as a performer yeah yeah i just yeah i'm all about the i realized i realized that i don't think i think i like learned that in the last couple of years that i just yeah it's just a thing Mm. yep hey you gotta do yeah i don't want to be alone on stage i don't want to be on stage at all i (laughs) but i can imagine yeah i can imagine (laughs) not wanting to yeah be alone there yeah yep any other stories you want to share with us that come off the top of your head about people being terrible? Okay. I think this is a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to play, I want to say this was close to like four years ago. Um, we got to play for a like little home wedding in the middle of the winter, right down the street. And we were just like, basically like an acoustic four piece and we just went and we like did our thing and in, in, like in this huge like farmhouse and so we're like playing whatever the night starts going on and so one of the women that was in attendance was so plastered that she ended up like falling on the ground and then like started dancing while she was laying there and then <gasps> the shirt went over her head and it was like turned into this whole fucking thing. And so finally she's off the ground. Oh, no. And we still my my dad's always like, Is the lady with this gonna be there? And so <laughs> then she was like able to fully function and start, you know, dancing around or whatever. She took a lampshade off of one of the lights and put the lampshade on her head. <sighs> and she just started dancing around with the lampshade. No, so at a wedding. Whatever. Wait, who was oh, who was the lady? Like, who My was God. she in relation to the couple? Her best friend. Of course. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Not anymore. I know. So uh, whenever we're this way, my dad's always like, oh, is the, the lampshade lady going to be the there? Lampshade <laughs> like, lady. I love that she was, like, trying out bits. She was like, I need, I need, <laughs> I need a thing. I need, a, I need like, a shtick here. 
I need a thing, you know, I, I gotta, and everyone just yes anded her, you know, she was on the ground and they were like, yes and, and she put that lampshade on and they were like, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> we like, funny. we already saw your tits. Now we need you to put that lampshade on your head. Yeah. How are you going to top that? Uh, like, like, okay. Lampshade. Okay. I don't have any cool drunk stories like that. Unfortunately, I wish God. I was a lampshade lady. No, you don't know. Kids. Listen to all the preteens and tweens <laughs> listening to this podcast. There, which there are dozens of. This is why you don't drink like that, people. You don't end up be being lamp a lampshade lady. lady, and then someone is talking about you on a podcast. <laughs> don't drink in lampshade, folks. It's not healthy for your being. Don't do it before you drink. Take all the lampshades off the lamps and put them in the pocket. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Lock rule. those up. <laughs> parents lock all the lampshades away if your kids are coming home from college Mm -hmm. if you're gonna be away you're leaving your kids home for the weekend take the lampshades with you take the lampshades with you take them with you to your timeshare in the caribbean take them with you i'm gonna make you guys custom t-shirts that say don't drink a lampshade with kicktails on the back Friends, your don't face. Let friends. It'll be yeah. April's face, face with the lampshade. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's a great merch idea. Right? I can lamp start shades. getting my face screen printed on fucking lampshades. Yes, custom lampshades. <laughs> I love this. Uh, this is what my, uh, like, my entire career has been <laughs> yes. waiting for this moment. Just waiting. Just waiting Lamp for shapes. what is the next merch trend? I really think we're we're close because everyone's stuck in their houses now. So you don't need like another band sticker t shirt. Like we all know, you're all sitting around naked, like being no. eating hot chicken from Uber Eats, eating hot Cheetos. Yeah, but you're staring at your lamps all day. With those freaking lampshades. Well, hold on. You're not supposed to stare at your lamps. I just want to. I'm staring kids. at a lamp right now. Preteens and tweens, don't stare directly at the lamp. <laughs> I love your lamp. For your lamp. eyes. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's what the shade is for, I guess. Right. Hmm. Shading. Are you just discovering that the purpose of a lampshade? Well, I mean, you know. Either way, I don't think it's a good idea to just stare at it. It doesn't seem. Well, doesn't seem right. Custom branded lampshades coming your way. Peoplecushman.com. That's where they're coming. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. I'm going to give you guys some for Christmas. Is this? Yes. With the leg lamp. With the leg lamp from a Christmas story. With the custom lampshade. With your face on it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is getting better. (laughs) Better? Uh, Weirder. Weirder and weirder. We need that reverse megaphone that I was talking about. Um, is this the part of the podcast where I ask everyone what they're listening to? Yeah, sure. So okay. do you want to go first, Terry? Because I feel like, oh, yeah. Did I ask myself then what I'm listening to? Sure, sure. Uh, not much has changed in the listening department around the house. It's a lot of like older repeats of music. Um, while I work, but I did watch something on 2020. I believe it was a couple weeks ago because we're coming up on the 30th anniversary of the murder of John Lennon. Um, and yes. it was a special yes. about, did you see that? Yes. Were you as enraged as I was? Yes. About the fact that they pretty much just didn't talk about his other fucking child the whole time. They were like, I was like, the poor kid, like the poor, poor kid. Julian. Okay. So in this special, it was talking like, it didn't talk much about like briefly about his life with the Beatles, but mostly about like his solo career and his life with Yoko and how Sean and how changed his life. Sean like, changed his life. Like he and they already like, had a kid. Oh, Thank you. What, okay, what, because the whole time shit about? the whole time they're saying they're like, yeah, John, he finally had um, the life he wanted. He finally was the father he wanted to be and had the family. And Sean, not not Lennon, not Sean but Lennon. Sean, yeah. My, yeah, my partner Sean and I. Even he looked at me and he goes, "Doesn't John Lennon have a full ass other kid?" I was like, <laughs> "Yes." <laughs> what the fuck? I was really mad i I was like this is so horrible but like that happened a lot to his first child he was kind of like 
written out of the picture. It was really, I was very, very mad about that. I felt really bad, but so funny. I, I said it out loud, loud, like while watching. He finally it. had a family. He finally had this. I was like, what are you fucking <laughs> talking about? He had a full other family that he fucking left and got really weird about. Yeah. Um, but and it's okay. Families split up. That's not to say like, you know, marriages end, whatever. No, but right, it's very right. weird how they paint that as something he never had before. But yeah. other than that, I thought they did a really good job of like covering what happened and like his murder. And like, I actually didn't know the full details of him, like being taken to the ER and like how it Same. happened and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really interesting. Very, very interesting. So I yeah. highly recommend it. It's on 2020, if you have like Hulu or whatever, you yeah. can look it up. I don't, I can't recall what the name it's, of the episode was, but yeah. it says John Lennon, like right yeah. in it. So yeah. you should be able to figure it out. It was cool. They like, I mean the, the like true crime lover in me, like loved, like they interviewed mm-hmm. like ER nurses that were working the night yes. he was brought in and how they were trying, people were trying to like pay them for their sh- like clothes. Cause they came out of work, yeah. like that was splattered awful. with the, the blood and like people were trying to, people were congregating crazy. the hospital yeah and offering them like thousands of dollars for their clothes like so crazy and how like yeah. even when they were looking at him the doctors were saying like one of the surgeons said to one of the other doctors there they were like this is john lennon he was like no it's not mm-hmm. like even the people who were looking at him didn't realize it was him yeah. like and they were describing the procedure and what they did to him oh oh my god yeah. oh hor- just horrifying what yeah what you know i think it's easy to forget like that man was brutally brutally murdered it, yeah. it was just horrific yeah horrific. it's like he was at the dakota he got shot and then he was just gone but it's like there's this shit that happened in the middle like yeah Oof. oh <laughs> yeah oh awful so yeah i recommend that yeah cool wow yeah um uh, I, I can share. I've been listening, uh, mainly exclusively to Chris Stapleton's new album. So he tried to do a new album called Starting Over and it's so good. And he performed, um, the CMA awards were on recently and he and his <coughs> wife performed a song. It was really cool to see how they did that show, like, with in COVID oh, times, yeah, like right. with different stages and they were spread out and they had tables with like, just basically like families or bands who like have been together, quarantining together or whatever and spread. And out they did and, testing and stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it was really kind of cool to see them like make it happen in a safe way. And that performance mm-hmm. was so freaking good. And then the album dropped and I've just been, it's been on loop in our, in our house. Old is so good. So Old is like my I know that one like killed me the first time the like the first time listening to it like you hit the chorus I was like yep I'm done I know you're just like oh Oh, god so like you can't you have to make a stank face when you listen to that song it's so oh yeah you can like hear his beard and his voice somehow Mm -hmm. like I don't know (laughs) (laughs) so good I have that medical condition where you can hear beard Or you can smell colors and hear beards. Hear beards. I think you're having a stroke. Probably. If you can hear your beard yeah. for more isn't than that one hours. Of, isn't that one of the symptoms of COVID-19? <laughs> Fever. Lock, you lack hear of your smell. Beard. Hearing beards. <laughs> Probably now. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, April, what are you listening to? I can't lie. I've been listening to that album, but I think even more so, and it's it's really been on my radar heavily over the last handful of years is Continuum by John Mayer. That album, I don't care how many times I've listened to that front to back, it never gets old. Uh-huh. I love it's that. It's so good. Yeah. Yep. So there's a song on the new Stapleton album, You Should You Should Probably Leave. I think that's what it's called. And yeah, that's a good one too. It's it starts and I'm like, it's a freaking John Mayer song. Like the guitar yeah. it's such a John Mayer esque song. <laughs> and the, the guitar tone that he's using and like the the opening like kind of riff that's happening. It's like so, so John Mayer. So that's kinda of oh, funny. So good. Yeah. So good. Cool. Yeah, I was just listening to starting over. Yeah. Of course. Like when I was getting ready. <laughs> yeah. All day. All day. I love that record is so good. it's really really great well um we will post you know obviously links and everything to where where all of you listeners can find april and i highly recommend are you gonna do live stream stuff this winter 
I yeah, mean, if things definitely start to close. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So if things start to close down, I'll definitely be doing like one live stream a week. Um, it basically like the tips that you can make off a live stream is going to pay for your groceries for the week for our family. So, yeah. I mean, I, I can't really complain. Um, and then, um, I'm taking just in preparation of things closing down. If they do, what I'm going to also do is start releasing, um, even if it's not like on like streaming platforms, I don't know if I, you know, put it on SoundCloud or just on YouTube or video, what I'm going to do yet, but, um, I'm taking requests for, um, cover songs that I can, that I can play. So everyone's kind of putting in like a suggestion box of, you know, what songs they want to hear. It doesn't matter what genre they are. Oh, um, and I'll learn them in, in, I saw it. I saw it. I'll be waiting for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but yeah, it's, it's great. I'm, I'm as much as I'm not looking forward to things kind of, you know, if, if, and when they do shut down, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of, you know, reconnecting back on social media with people and yeah. giving them something to help get through whatever they're going through. So, yeah. well, we will link all your stuff. So, um, please follow April request songs, um, look out for when she's going to be near you when live music is a thing that's going strong again. Um, yeah. And I guess, um, we'll be back with more gig tales next time. <laughs> sure. I'm actually, I'm going to the studio, the recording studio tomorrow for the first time in like forever and a half. So Ooh, congratulations. Um, thank you. I'm actually Yay. working on someone else's project. I'm just oh, <laughs> some vocal so good, stuff. I know. That's, yeah. 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 Matt Jackson actually. So he was a guest. Oh, early, oh early that's on. awesome. Um, he's doing a, he's, uh, he's recording a project with the same producer that I used for my last project. So I'm doing some, some background vocals and I wrote some like great harmony parts. And things for that. So I can't awesome. wait. They're like, you can, you know, you have a setup at home, you can record at home and send it. I'm like, no, I need to get out of the house and like go somewhere. <laughs> like just the excuse to like yeah. go and do something. So yeah, maybe I'll Agreed. have a, I'll have some stories to tell next time around that. But yeah. Thank you, April for finally yeah thank you guys for for having me yeah of course um so if you like what you heard um you should follow us like us rate uh send a rating send a review i feel like we haven't asked for we haven't requested that in a while but that's like a thing that i always forget to ask um reviews are like apparently important in podcasting so yeah you get paid for that shit man (laughs) we're we're working on it we're trying to get if you you want more of this crap sponsor us yeah. whatever but most importantly <laughs> if you like what you hear tell a friend and most most importantly if you didn't like what you heard tell all of your enemies <laughs> all of them awesome. and don't write a review about it <laughs> <laughs> exactly just tell your enemies that's it i love it awesome. <laughs> all, all right. right bye bye, bye. Keep, keep gigging Oh. I think we got that right. Okay. That will be an, an end edit for sure. <laughs>